to issue 142 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters' unfairly labeled villains and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me tonight are two of my best friends, Daniel. How you doing, Daniel? Hey, you're my best friend too, Steve. Yeah. Well, you know who oh. else is here? It's Mike. <laughs> Mike. Hi. How's it going, Steve? Good. Daniel. Hey, bestie. Uh, oh, I'm still a little up from last week, but uh, okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back for Hood Part 2. We're going to look at the rest of the cards, but there's a little bit more lore we're going to talk about tonight. Right, Ooh. Mike? That's right, Steve. Our insider in S.H.I.E.L.D. has snuck out this briefing. Ooh. Get a load of this. Hmm. Hello, heroes. Unironically, <laughs> we've received intel that the Hood has been busy recruiting lowlifes from every nook and cranny of the city. They call us lowlifes. The villains he has reached out to aren't ones to scoff at. Well, then, how they're not lowlifes, then, are they? No. Among others, he's made contact with Mr. Hyde, the Sinister Syndicate, and the Wrecking Crew. Additionally, there are reports that he may have raided one of our armories although that is currently unverified. Unverified? They're shield. Okay. It's also likely that the recent string of emergencies, the fire, the shipyard disaster, the prison escape, are all connected to the Hood and his group in one way or another. If the Hood is able to truly unite all these criminals under one banner, he'll have a formidable empire that even the strongest of you will struggle against. Wow. That's the end of the briefing I got. We got them running scared. Yeah. And, and they're awfully rude. Quite, yeah. 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 Not how you'd expect a government briefing to go, but there you have it. So, Mike, in that briefing, you made mention of Mr. Hyde, the Sinister Syndicate, the Wrecking Crew, and an armory, and a string of emergencies. That's correct. Now, those all reference some of the modular sets that come into this. But not all of them. But not all of them. Steve, for one point. Name one modular set not mentioned in the briefing. Beastie Boys. Lovely. Mike, name another one. Uh, did we say Brothers Grimm? We did not. Okay. And Steve, there might be one more. Um, all right, I'm not looking at the notes. I'm just reading the briefing. <laughs> oh, I just uh, looked at the notes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they mentioned... The shipyard disaster, and that's all like the uh, streets or whatever. Um, state of emergency, streets of mayhem. It's actually one of my favorites that we're missing. Oh, Crossfire's crew. That's Nailed right. It. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. One crew, but not another. Not another. Yeah. All Crossfire's right. crew. So we talked last week about how when you're playing the hood, you mix in seven random modular sets. Well, this one came with nine, which I think is really generous. Now, what, according to FFG, is the most difficult modular set that comes in the Hood Scenario Pack? I, that would be the Wrecking Crew. Nailed it, Mike. Mike, yeah. you played against this Wrecking Crew? Oh, yeah. yeah. What they're, do you think? They're a tough do they, they warrant their difficulty rating? Uh, I find them and, and uh, Crossfire's crew to be similar, but that could also just be the type of decks I like to play. Awesome. So nine in the set. We've talked about eight of them, right, Steve? 
We've talked about all nine. You, however, have only talked about eight of them. Oh. You missed our Wrecking Crew reunion show. I did. Oh. Yeah. I did. So we've got The Streets of Mayhem. And this is, I'll, I'll go in the order of difficulty. Easiest to hardest. Streets of Mayhem. We covered that in issue one, 114. Brothers Grimm in 115. The Ransacked Armory in 104. Steve, we didn't do these in order? Nope. We're chaotic. Nope. We're villains. Yep. State of Emergency, 108. Beastie Boys, 121. Mr. Hyde, 116. That was a good one. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Seven is Sinister Syndicate, 130. Crossfire's Crew was 120. And the Wrecking Crew Reunion Tour was episode 140. Those are great modular sets in this scenario pack that we get. Yeah. Now, Daniel, are those the only cards we got in this pack? Funny you should ask that, Steve. They're not. You may recall that people were clamoring for different standard and expert cards, and we got them here. Standard 2 and Expert 2 showed up here, and we talked about them in issue 102. Yeah, That was a surprise, because I know I was clamoring for another copy. I didn't expect a different type. But I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it sets a standard, no pun intended here, um, for yet additional ones. Like, do you think we'll ever have, like, standard 7? <laughs> or do you think we're kind of done with that? I think I don't we know. might be done, because, like, they sort of fixed the things that needed to be fixed. But that said, I don't really ever play with standard 2 that much. Do you guys? Oh, yeah, all the time. It's is my is it definitely your go-to? Like you Definitely my go-to. Yeah, it, I it's really appreciate definitely it. harder. So if you want to ramp up somebody that's easy, yeah, yeah, you throw them in. You know what I never do? When I do play Standard 2, I never use that environment card. Oh, I just to give them steady? Give them steady, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I do either. Like, I'm hesitating because I don't usually stun very much, if at all. Um, but I, you know what? I, I guess I'm going to say the same thing. I wouldn't actually play with it because if I'm... If I'm stun locking, then well, I'm playing the wrong deck in the wrong game, and if I'm not, it doesn't really matter. I, I very <laughs> rarely go in between. Right. Yeah. Oh, it wouldn't matter then. If you yeah, play pretty with much. It. Right. Yeah. Well, last week, Steve, we talked about the hoods cards and his schemes. Yes. And we also lamented how there's not very many cards in his particular set, but there's got to be some more. Yes, there are seven encounter cards in his set by title. I think ten total. So you don't get a whole lot. You shuffle in standard or standard two, maybe. That's seven more. And then you're shuffling in an encounter set. So most of the deck is not the Hood's cards. Right from the beginning, it's like half and half, right? And that's as good as it's ever going to be? Yeah, it only gets better for the Hood, let's say. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So tonight, why don't we look at the Hood's cards? Do let's. Let's do it. All right. Um. Let's start with some lore, though. I'm going to go right out of order right off the bat, because the hood only comes with one minion. Mm. So why don't we talk minion, and then we'll look at the rest of the cards. Sure. So the one minion that comes in the hood is Madam Mask. And I did a little bit of research on who this masked woman is. So who is Madam Mask? You guys don't know, do you? No, because she's wearing a mask. When I, well, she, looking at the date, she clearly appeared with the balaclava hood. Yes. No, uh, don't yes. remind me, guys. <laughs> uh, so she first appears in Tales of Suspense, number 97, in 1967. But at that point, she's just uh, 
she's called Big M. So uh, Big M. Big okay. M. Big M. Hmm. Uh, quickly given a new alias, Whitney Frost, in November of 1967, by her what becomes her foster family, the Frosts. No relation to the Frosts, Emma Frost, or the X Men, or anything like that. Or Frost Giants. Or Frost Giants. Right. Huh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just a completely different Frost family in 1967. I don't think Emma Frost or any of them existed even, right? Okay. Um, maybe they did, but no relation. So she's like fostered out because she's from a noble family kind of thing and they do this sort of stuff. I don't know. Um, but then she has an accident which disfigures her face and oh. she becomes Madame Mask because she puts on a mask. Uh, in Iron Man number 17, 1969. This is one of those uh, origin stories that maybe shows its age because her face is disfigured, which drives her to villainy because she's no longer beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that does okay. age well. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, but what does age well is some of her stories. So uh, she does have a pretty long career. In the beginning, she works with somebody named Mordecai Midas in a plot to take over Stark Industries. But unfortunately, she totally falls in love with Iron Man. Oh, what? Uh, yeah. Yep. She has a thing for Iron Man. He has a thing for her, and they end up going on adventures together. Hmm. And they're huh. like a they're like a pair for a while. But it turns out her true love is Shield Agent Jasper Sitwell. And because of that true love for this Shield Agent, she eventually has to break up with Tony and <sighs> try to be with uh, Sitwell, who. I believe ends up being a Hydra agent in the end, many, many years later. And like on the shield show and the movies and stuff like that. Uh huh. I don't remember that character in the shield show, but I believe you. It's a bald guy. I don't know. Um, okay. Many years later, she eventually returns to spy on Tony and for whatever nefarious purposes, and then falls in love with him again. Uh, fool me so, once. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, today, guys, I watched Iron Man 2. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to watch them all in chronological order again. Okay. I get why you might fall in love with him. Yeah, he's charming. He has a lot he's of money. Charming. Yeah. Confident. All right. Well, anyway, she falls in love with Tony. and But then at a certain point, Tony refuses to help cure her father, who is suffering from a life threatening disease. It is ionic induced aging okay mm. ionic induced aging Wh whatever that's the that... worst kind of induced aging right some sort of techno babble <laughs> disease that tony could cure but won't so that's it she's done with tony she does battle with him and the two will like never reunite okay uh, she believes after the at this point her father dies from this disease this aging and she turns to a full-on life of crime driven there by Tony Stark's refusal to help. Like, before she was kind of on the line. Now she's full in on the villainy. So, Steve, are you going kind of in order with her story? Like, yep. when she's falling in love with Tony, is she in the mask? Yeah, she or has the mask. Before she, her accident. No, she's wearing the mask. She's had the accident way back in 69, and we've moved okay. well past that. Okay. Yeah. We're well past yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well past it, but we're past it. After this point, like she, she has a lot of story and some of it, you know, we're glossing over here, but at a certain point she ends up basically making a whole bunch of clones of herself mm. <laughs> and either her or her clones 
go on all sorts of various adventures and embark on various storylines and plot lines. And you never know if it's her or her clone they're writing about in the comics. She hit, hits a, a ton of storylines. Um, the Immortus Crossing. So that's Kang stuff. She's in Civil War. She's in Secret Invasion. She's got parts to deal with Dark Reign and Siege. So she's she or her clone is involved in a ton of rather large Marvel stories. But for our purposes, at some point, she gets hired on by the Hood to take on the advantageous situations going on with the hero superhero community because of the Superhuman Registration Act, where they're split. So that's where she sort of teams up with the Hood. And as Mike said before, her and the Hood sort of become an item. She ends up becoming his second-in-command. She's instrumental in helping the Hood's gang fight the new Avengers. Uh, eventually, however, she is taken down by Doctor Strange, and she is remanded into S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. And she goes to jail. And you know, all good villains just stay in jail, right? Always. Always. Not this time. Because the Hood, he watches out for his gang. He comes, and he frees her. He breaks her out of jail. Yay! And she rejoins the gang to do battle against the Skrulls, who are invading Earth. This is sort of when the Hood teams up with all other super-powered folks, and he sets his gang to defeat the Skrulls to defend Earth from that alien invasion. So, so they're like good guys at that moment. Yeah, they're, you know, Earth belongs to them, not these aliens, and whoever they got to yeah. team up with, they'll team up with. So uh, there's a ton more about her. She's very active. She's still out there doing things. And then at a certain point, she actually has her face healed by the hood when he has control of the reality gem. So pretty nice of him. That's sweet. Yeah. Look at him doing what Tony Stark wouldn't, hey? Right. Yeah. Help her out. Helping somebody else. Yeah. Help a girl out, man. Just use your reality warping gem and heal her face. So So that's Madam Mask. So on her card, is that her mask? Yes. That's interesting because it looks not very mask-like. What's your... Yeah, you're because of the angle it's on. Okay, you're pretty much seeing the whole mask. Yeah, and there's it, she. The mask goes through some different artist renditions throughout the you know decades. Um, there's one point where you know she sort of looks like uh, Phantom of the Opera. There's full fuller ones, that sort of thing. So, All right, and she's tastefully dressed, unlike most women in this stuff. Yeah, she's she's wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low bar. <laughs> right. She's even has gloves on. Like, I mean, head to toe, right? Okay. Um, that a mask is a unique minion. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> One scheme, two attack, four health. She's criminal and a master of evil. Yes. Yeah. She has guard. When revealed, resolve the hood's foul play ability. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When defeated. The defeating player must resolve the Hood's foul play ability and three boost icons. So she gets you coming or going. So when she shows up, that hits. And then Mm -hmm. when she leaves, whoever took her out. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a guard. So you got to take her out. Like in a solo game, you have to. Yeah. Oh, Oh, perfect minion. So good. Absolutely perfect minion. And you want her, you don't necessarily want her in the deck either with a three boost. So that's really nice. I think the only thing you could have done to her, Daniels, maybe give her quick strike, but she doesn't strike. have a always, she doesn't always. have a when attack ability, so it's not that big a deal. So yeah, uh, her damage is done with foul play. Yeah, yep, twice, <laughs> which is better than a quick strike, probably. Yeah, because it's not like when she attacks, you resolve it. It's just here she is, 
Do it. Yeah. Oh, there she goes. And there she goes. (laughs) There is one downside to her. What's that? And that is she herself does not come out via foul play. So you can actually not see her Uh, by sheer luck. That's a great point. Yeah, she could get discarded by the foul play ability. Yep. Hmm. Which on a mechanical level is probably fair. (laughs) 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 All right. So that's our unique minion that comes with the hood, but we got a whole bunch of other cards. She's great. Oh, yeah. One one day when we start ranking our top 10 minions of all time, she's going to be high up. Yeah, but only in context, right? Yeah, that's the thing, right? So she'll only ever be with the hood. Unless, you know, we get creative, make a little Masters of Evil set. Yeah, I mean, she could be in a criminal set. Or anywhere, right? Owl play is always active. Just look at the top card. Is it from the hood? No, I'm not playing the hood. Well, you better put me running. There it is. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but she does interact with all the criminal cards that come in the Hoods scenario pack and oh, the yeah. Masters of Evil set from the core. Yeah, so yeah. she Yep. Yeah. Well, the Hood brings about like a lot of stuff with him. He wears yeah. things. Pick something, Daniel. Uh, what do you I want will, to talk you know about? What? I want to talk about that balaclava he wears. <laughs> the white one. We're going to talk The white hood. Really, yeah, no. Yeah, Wheatley is not white, Mike. So I'm questioning <sighs> your story. All right. The Hood's Mantle is an attachment. It's armor-traded, and you attach to the Hood. The Hood gains Retaliate 1 and Steady. And as a hero action, you can spend one of each resource type to discard this card. It's pretty good. Uh, Yeah. One of each. Okay. I think it's interesting that it's not unique. Yeah. Perhaps that was Uh, an oversight. Okay, what? What is it? What is it, Steve? Is it the lack of boost icon? It's a lack of boost icons, but really it's a lack of special boost icons that attaches us to hood when it gets revealed as a boost card. Yeah. Um, and, like, I guess Retaliate 1 is is nice, especially against the, you know... The against the main... hood, that's really nice. Yeah, and the steady. I, it's really just the fact that it has no boost icons, and it's just going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. The chances yeah. of him actually wearing his hood are low. Right. You know what? I, I'm with you based on the fact that the hood is where all his power comes from. Right. Like, without it, he's just... What's his name? Parker he's Robbins? Parker Robbins. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do understand the study. The study is, is is brilliant, because when he's wearing it, he can become invisible. Right? So you're sure. not... Yeah. I love that. I feel like it should be, like, a permanent attached to him, and that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. He's got other stuff. Right, Mike? Yep. He does. Actually, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about establishing dominance. Okay. Because, oh boy, I think this is my favorite card in the set. It's an attachment attached to your identity. Forced response after the hood activates against you. Resolve his foul play ability. Oh. Alter ego action. Exhaust your identity and place two thread on the main scheme to discard this card. <laughs> Guys, if you're doing this in solo... That alter ego action basically means you're going to the next scheme. Yeah, advance yep. scheme. <laughs> advance <laughs> scheme. Yeah. But that force response is brutal oh, because right. those basic cards, the standard set, they're not from the hood. So when he activates foul play and you put in advance or gang up or whatever, it's just he's going to activate against you again and resolve his foul play ability again. Yep. Now, in multiplayer, there are ways around this. Like, player one does the alter ego action to get the thing off you, and then players two and three deal with the threat. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, if you're so gonna be a cheaty hero, yeah, I if you're gonna it. be a cheaty hero who has friends. Yeah, you could. It right in three player. There's 15 threat on stage one, so there's a chance that you could flip and not advance right off the bat. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is good, and the two boost icons. That's that's pretty standard. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the alter ego. This is the best. If it was some like hero ability or something that you removed, eh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you then go flipping to the thing that he schemes against. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it's um, so good. But again, since it's a hood card, you're going to pitch it half the time, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I, For whatever reason, this one always comes out at me. Yeah, this, this, is, a Murph, <laughs> this is a Murphy's Law card when you're playing. Like, <laughs> I'll be all right as long as... Oh, I got this card. So. <laughs> good, yeah. I'm glad. Well, there's um, two more attachments that he has. And Mike mentioned this last week, his iconic pistols called mm -hmm. the Hood's Pistols, which is an attachment. And there's two of these cards. So um, it's weapon traded, attached to the Hood, hero action, spend a mental and a physical resource, discard this card. It gives him plus one scheme. It gives him plus one attack. It has a special boost. Here it is. Reveal this card. All right. There you go. That's what you always yeah. wanted. Yep. So you've got his pistol and his pistol, um, giving him just a basic boost, and it takes a couple resources to to peel off of him. I wish this was more like Drax, where it said the Hood's pistol and the Hood's other pistol. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like his other hand, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be more fun. But okay. And again, he he pulls them both out. It's very thematic. Yeah, it should be called a Hood's pistol. Yes, grammatic correct <laughs> grammar stuff like that one of hood's pistols <laughs> yeah maybe yeah because it's not the hood's pistol right well actually it is it is what's that on the it ground there the hood's pistol. The hood's he pistol. just happens to have two of the hood's pistols yeah it's pretty basic give him a stat boost because he does like have it. yeah he does have kind of low stats like his attack is only a one a one and a two right so if you're playing on standards, attacks are, he's only attacking for one. So this pushes him up to a two, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but like the hood's three, if he gets both these pistols out, he's scheming for five and attacking for four before the boost card. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. You, you have to think about getting rid of these, I think. so. Or just leave them on there and let him shoot you a few times. It's okay. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. Those resources. I mean, when they ask you to choose very specific types that yep. could be a hard sell yeah and the hero's looking at his hand and that one card he wants to play is that yep. is the only mental he has in his hand yeah well there's another little side scheme that comes up here yeah daniel what is it this is unbridled ambition which clearly this guy has he does it's one of the reasons why dormammu tries to bond with him and dang is that a snazzy yellow shirt yeah and i like Snappy that he, he i like that he tucks it in <laughs> oh yeah, he's not a brute. Come on. No, this guy is serious. He's yeah. serious about leading an organization, right? Like you don't. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> bridled ambition and side scheme has, starts with two threat has hinder tuber player force interrupt when the villain phase begins. Oh boy, each player must resolve foul play. In player order has two boost icons. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. You're jumping on this one the second you can. 
yeah, it's got a fairly low threat threshold, so you can, but it, it mitigated somewhat by the fact that you must. Absolutely must. Yeah, you have to, right? It doesn't have a crisis, but it is a crisis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it's great. Um, yeah, anytime you can get him to, to trigger his foul play, it's just so good for the hood. Well, the next card is a treachery, and I want one of you to talk about it and tell us what it is, but I think it's the most essential card in this set. Uh, would that be field recruitment? Absolutely, sir. When revealed, choose one set-aside modular set at random, then shuffle it into the encounter deck. Resolve the hood's foul playability. <laughs> Remove this card from the game. It has a single boost, plus the special, after this activation ends, resolve the hood's foul playability. If this card weren't in it, you're not. Are you going to have more than three of those sets? You're not. Right. So, like, it has to have this card. Yeah. So this is the fourth. Is that the only way to get four in? I think so. Right. So you start with shuffling one in at the beginning of the game. Then the right? next two schemes give you one more each. The hood himself does once as well. Hood two. You're going to shuffle in an encounter set, okay, and hood right, three, right. you're going to shuffle in an encounter set. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can, okay. get, you can get six. Yeah, if you're playing expert, you know, both hood versions are going to shuffle one in. But if you're playing standard, you're just going to add one. Okay. But I like this card. Yeah, I think it's great. You, it, It's a nice, like, you flip it over, and you're like, oh, i got to shuffle something in. Plus, it's triggering the foul playability. And if you don't read like Daniel does sometimes to the end of the card, you might forget to remove it from the game, and then it comes up again. <laughs> oh, I just saw it now. I, I did that a few times early playing against him. So, And of course, you're just pulling randomly from your box. You don't actually lay out seven decks, right. so. like, Well, There's like 12 car sets in this game. What's going on? Dude, you're, I, I never <laughs> saw that text before right now, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Because yeah. um, I was thinking like, well, what happens when you are already at seven and you pull this thing? I guess it just does foul play over and over. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so you'll never have all seven sets in the game, whether you're playing expert or not. Looks like uh, only if you Six run... Six is max if you're on expert. If you run all three villain stages, you can get seven, right? Or am I wrong? No, no, because uh, hood one doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, max yeah. you can get a six. You're going to have five on standard, six on expert. Um, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, this card is great as a boost ability, too. Foul play? So yeah. It's another encounter card that you're going to have to take. And you you have no time to react to that card coming up. I mean, you sort of have an idea, right? Like, oh, yep. what's coming next? And Because you know, maybe you have maybe you have another card in front of it <laughs> before yep. you get to that. But yeah. What I really like about this one is that it's part of the hood set, right? So if this was dealt, it would not be dealt to you as foul play. So he attacks you. You flip it over. You're like, oh, I was one card off. I was yeah. one card off. And of course, the next one, you know, is the Wrecker or yep, Crossfire. Yep. Well, uh, speaking of one card, we've got one card left. And this is Upper Hand. This is a treachery with three copies of it in the encounter deck. When revealed, Alto Ego. The Hood Schemes. Resolve the Hood's Foul Playability. When revealed, Hero. The Hood Attacks You. Resolve the Hood's Foul Playability with one boost icon. Yeah. Three copies. Yeah. And this the art has a little bit of the demon eye flames going on, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you have established dominance out and upper hand comes out, you're uh -huh. resolving the foul play twice. So Yes. And if he's on expert version three, that's <gasps> four encounter cards. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which Ugh. could push into field recruitment or Madame Mask or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It gets out of hand so fast. Only Star Lord can deal with this. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> can you imagine that guy? He's got like seven encounter cards every round. Hey guys, look oh. at my hand size. Look how much damage I'm doing. <laughs> All right, so we have some friends out there who make gameplay videos, like Board Game Lawyer, right? Yeah. Uh, I would like to see Board Game Lawyer play Star-Lord Expert The Hood. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I want to see someone else. World's shortest video. <laughs> but of course, oh. now I have to do it. It would have just been your basic, the villain activates an extra time against you type of card, if not for the foul play. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is brilliant. I love it. I love this set. I'm going to grade it A plus right there. Yeah. It it's a great set. It's hard. It is what would you say it's the hardest we have so far? Of of these special scenario packs Mike or like villain. Of villain it's pretty high up there. Harder than Ronin? Uh I guess it depends. You can build for Ronin. Yeah, and but you can it, also like you can also put you can stack the modular sets here with bomb scares. True. Yeah, yeah. You can you, know, yeah. you can you can if you find Hood to be unbeatable, well you're in charge really of the random sets That's that true. you inside. Right. It is so, entirely your fault. My fault. Yeah. yeah. There are those games where foul play doesn't hit and you, you do luck into, you know, him not triggering. Um and maybe you can maybe you can rush him down before it gets too out of hand. Like, say you're playing a standard, because he only has 14 hit points on level one. Um, I, right. It is hard. It, it, it can be fairly swingy, too, just because of that. And, and because of the sets you pick, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think I mean, you're right. Yeah, Hulk can rating. punch him out in round one. Or pretty close, right? Yeah, you so, get lucky. Yeah. But yeah, but he can, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely hard. I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. So, Mike, you gave this whole hood set a an a you said or an a plus oh a plus okay this might be a controversy but i'm going b yeah it's a controversy for sure <laughs> and can i tell you why well mike steve you guys should know me well enough to know why i think this is a b because a all have... he does is the same thing which is foul play nailed it yep but his foul it's play all... is something gonna be something different all the time because of the modular set you're playing with it Under- yeah i i understand that it's just that every card is foul play. It's a little samey from him. It'd be nice if he had a little, a little something, something that's different. But hard man to please, Daniel. I enjoy, I enjoy the scenario. I think it's great, and I like the design of it. It's just a little samey, and I've, I've dinged other samey sets. That's true. That's true. It's, At least he's consistent. You know, there you go. You asked last week about seeing the card coming because of the foul play ability. Yeah. You don't really get a lot of prep time. If you look at these cards, when they're going to trigger, they're mostly going to trigger foul play on the villain's turn, except for Madame Mask when defeated. Um, I think pretty much they're all going to trigger during the villain phase, so you don't have a lot of time to react. So, But if they're... All right, so let's talk a little bit of rules. So, like, during the encounter card reveal step... Mm-hmm. If you do foul play, those cards are coming at you right now, right? Right. As long as you are still in reveal encounter cards and there are encounter cards that need to be revealed, you're going to reveal those encounter cards. They don't 
it's not like, oh, it's passed, and so I'll wait until next turn. The first player reveals each of their encounter cards one at a time, resolving each card based on its card type. Each player repeats this process in player order until no dealt encounter cards remain. Yeah, that seems to suggest, Steve, you're right, that it just kind of loops around. Yeah, if Mike takes his turn, I take my turn, you take your turn, and you look. Does anybody have any cards left after all that? Oh, Mike still has some cards now, all of a sudden. Mike goes again. Ooh. Yep, look at that. never played that. Yeah, you're like, my turn's over, so this card will wait until next round. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that's what I've done. Although, I mean, has it ever come up? It doesn't happen much. Yeah. Yeah. And when you advance to the next stage, you get the, or like the next villain phase, you get a, a foul play. And it, mostly it helps manage your resources during the villain phase, right? Because you always have those, so oh, should I remain standing or not? Things like that. Hmm, that's, yeah, that's true. As a primarily protection player, Mike, do you find it helpful to kind of see what's coming at you? So Very situational, the hood, right? The hood activates against you, right? Right. It does his follow play. You see a card, you know, you look at it, it's face down, and it's whatever it is. I mean, that gives you some way of kind of figuring out how you want to play all your defense cards, right? I mean, it depends how and when foul play is coming out. Like, if it's uh, established dominance is out, I believe that happens after he attacks you. Let me just read that again. Yeah, after he attacks you. So you have no prep time, right? You've already made all the decisions you're going to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I but guess that's you, true with uh, upper hand as well, right? Yeah, but if you're dealt something during during your turn and you kind of know what's going on, it's at least you know, okay... Do I definitely have another attack coming up? So do I have to have somebody right. ready and be prepared to tank that? Things like that. Yeah, or if you have another encounter card in between. Yeah, he <laughs> attacks you a lot. <laughs> yeah, I like that the scenario makes everyone Star-Lord. That's great. I like that uh, depending on when it happens, Star-Lord doesn't get the benefits. Oh, totally true, right? Because he can with his, uh, his one where he negates damage, he can, but he doesn't benefit from the hand size if he's already drawn up before foul play goes off oh yeah right yeah um well look at the show notes steve and it looks like you have added even more fun thematic modular sets yeah so my own foul play all right so uh i got two here my first one is called crime always pays always always pays on a side note that's why i went into villainy because i heard crime pays so yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, it doesn't right pay there. enough to keep all the lights on all the time. Well, I mean, we're we're not heathens. I mean, t- turn the lights off, close the door. I'm not heating the outside. That's fine, um, but the the plumbing issues. It would be nice if it paid for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we won't talk about why the pipes are clogged, Daniel. Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the metric bathroom reuse gets all us right. every time. Right, we're like, use a gallon of water. He's using a liter of water. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it doesn't flush. Jeez. All right. Uh, okay, my seven. <laughs> oh, hey, God. we're living in the sewers at one point. So um, my seven criminal-themed modular sets. Uh, and there's plenty of criminal themes out there, but this is one I really like. Uh, Power Drain, which has Electro. Okay. So you're burning through the the deck even faster for even more acceleration tokens. Running interference, which mm. is going to double their cards in there that double the when revealed effects. So even more foul play. Oh. That's got to- tombstone right. Crossfire's crew, sinister syndicate, the city in chaos. That's the one with Rhino. Um, 
so you know, I mean, Rhino's breaking a take, and he's your ultimate criminal here. Uh, down to Earth, which has like common criminals in it, and forces you to flip, flip to alter ego. That's right. Yeah. That's a, yep. What a great one. Yeah, and Zax, who uh, is a criminal and does a bunch of fun stuff with cards in your hand by turning them all into energy resources. Which means you can't remove the guns, you can't remove the attachments <laughs> that Tombstone is giving you. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh, that is fun. pure villainy, Steve. Yep, pure yep. villainy. I love it. We're we're doing we're doing that one as a one off, guys. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If your whole hand's energy, you can't use a physical resource to kill that common criminal, right? And right. I will be bringing Spider Ham or Star Lord to this. All right. And then my other one, um, Lost in Space and Time. Hmm. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Mansions of Madness, and there's some of that. So these are sort of like cosmic-themed ones. Um, you've got Anachronauts, Temporal, Tang, Master of Time, Daniel Space Pirates, Woo! Ship Command, because, you know, you're out there in space. Yep. The Galactic <laughs> Artifacts and the Power Stone, uh, which has the setup. So it's like if you choose the Power Stone, it's in play right off the bat. And that's it. You've only added one card to the encounter deck. So that's a little different. So. Would that count as the modular you put in? Yeah, yeah, I think it would. It doesn't say like as an additional set. Um, like I think uh, we talked with Tony about long shot and that one doesn't count. Oh, right. I think it says it right down there. It doesn't count. So power stone, however, it doesn't say that anywhere. It does count. Yeah. Yep. So. And because it's permanent, can't be a random like it would have to go first i guess i would play it that it goes out first and then you draw another random one i think you just have to put it out i might just randomly do it no i well the way i would play it is it's one of the seven if you just roll a die or whatever and you pick power stone it just goes on right off the bat starts on the hood i thought you were saying like it's always the first random one chosen because it's permanent Oh no no! I was I was saying if you choose it, it's just yeah. out there, and you haven't added any other cards to the the encounter set. So okay, yeah, and things like galactic artifacts have those the blazer and a bunch of things that can really ramp up the hood, and it has all those side schemes you could get, which then leave because they have victory points. So they're all a little different. They're a little odd. Yeah, sets. So well, I hope our listeners use one of the the six that you guys came up with. Great. Well, and if they're not interested in one of those, uh, let me tell you about some other options they have. Please. So this is a, a gang up segment here. We haven't done one in a while. I want to spotlight somebody who has taken a lot of energy and spent a lot of time into coming up with a whole bunch of themed hood sets. His name is Michael Spence on the Marvel Champions LCG community Facebook group. He's got a okay. link out there. I'm going to link his stuff in the show notes. He has a ton of themed sets that you want to play together. And for each one, he has a little prologue. So there's like a story on why these seven sets are together. It's sort of like what I did. So if it's um, if he's going to give you a Hydra set, he's got like a paragraph or so story about them. Or, That's awesome. you know, the whatever their different versions are, he's going to tell you why he's... Uh, He's put them together with a little theme story. They're, it's pretty great. So if you're you're ever unsure of what you want to play uh, in the hood, you can just click that link and off you go. Thank you, Michael. That's awesome. Very cool stuff. 
Well, is that it? Is that the hood? Is that the end of this wave? Are we finally done here, guys? I, I uh, think we've are concluded. We? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's been quite a ride. It has been. A good and wave. We're, we're only a whole wave behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> that just yeah. means an eternity left to go. Yeah. We'll be doing this for a while, folks. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. We might do a few things and then uh, we'll dive into Sinister Motives. I'm looking forward to those. I hope you guys are. Oh, yeah. All right, Mike, we've rambled on <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm getting tuckered. <laughs> it's been late. Uh, yeah, hey, folks, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, I do want to hear what sets you put in the hood or some of those fun combos that you didn't expect. But, oh, my gosh, that one came in first. That one came in second. Yeah, I want to hear the stories. Email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. Or you can post a message on Facebook for Critical Encounters. Or you can find us on YouTube by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Hood, take us out. I told you, things are different now. My guys don't sit in jail. Mike, what is the most difficult modular set that comes with the Wrecking Crew? Uh, according to FFG, that is the Wrecking Crew, like you just said. Yeah, <laughs> how's that for a slip? <laughs> Let's start over. Mike, 